How you doing, buddy? Awesome. Doing good. How are you? Man, I'm great. Uh, life's good. Finishing up Spider-Man and uh, looking forward to taking a break in the fall. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. It's been quite hectic over here. Yeah? You're busy as well, huh? Yeah. Uh, working on Final Shape stuff, uh, getting that stuff in order, and uh, just talking to all the all the teams that we support trying to make sure we can get this stuff out the door and all that it's, it's been a good time it is it's the it's my favorite time of game development really when it's like we're closing we know what needs to get done we're focused on completing and not like answering questions right like i love mm -hmm. that let's let's nail this thing down and get it out the door mm -hmm. but it's not easy you know <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a lot of work sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work and it'll put some extra gray hairs on you so you'll mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll see that soon yeah, that'll be great. That's what all this I'll, is. Uh, Twenty-four years old with gray hair. <laughs> yeah. It'll be good. And you'll start. You get the receding hairline, and you know, it all comes with it. It's all part of the. Oh yeah, my dad's bald, so I already got an idea of how that's gonna look. There you go. <laughs> See, my dad is not, but mine receded worse than his has. So I'm like, what's going mm. on with that? That's no fair. <laughs> so I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I hope I get to keep this. Yeah. I'm not sure how great I'll look with with uh, no hair on the top. We'll see. There's a way to find out. You can do it mm -hmm. today on stream if you like. Oh boy. <laughs> can we get a head shaving on stream, y'all? Was it? <laughs> How many? I hate to break it to you, but my razor's at home. Nice. And I don't think the office would take too kindly to me doing that on site. <laughs> Probably not, especially not in a conference room. <laughs> yeah. And considering they're trying to get it all cleaned up for our official opening, I think there's a lot of people who would have some strong words about that one. I believe you are correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Man, I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, we've uh, we've known each other for like, what, five, six years now? Something in that neighborhood? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I met you, what, 2016, 2017, something yeah. like that? Yeah, in that neighborhood. So it's been a been a good bit but yeah i'm i'm very excited thank you very much for having me it's oh, a good time of course man i'm looking forward to it yeah so why don't we why don't we get started with uh i'm always curious where did you grow up and like what was kind of your introduction to games and, and what did you think you were going to do when you were younger yeah uh so i grew up in south florida in uh a little like suburban town called coral springs mm. um yeah, uh, didn't do anything, I don't know, particularly out of the ordinary, like, I, I, or, well, I guess I didn't do much of the ordinary stuff. Like, I didn't really do sports or anything like that. Um, at some point, uh, I did Taekwondo when I was younger, and uh, one of the years that they had our summer camp, some kids brought in their Xbox, and uh, I picked up uh, Halo 1 and 2 and uh got got my ass kicked a little bit but uh definitely uh you know introduced me to to the world of games outside of uh i don't know what i board games and stuff like was all i had known before that or like mario um so yeah and that, I, from that point i was hooked uh i was i was a big fan and um i'm not sure if i've talked to this talked to you about this but i also have tourettes and oh. uh video games have always been something that have helped me handle that and, and has been a, a comforting thing for me. Um, so video games very quickly became a very important part of my life. And uh, from, from, from that time, I was hoping to end up in this, but wasn't sure if it was something I could do. 
you know, uh, I didn't know how to get into it. I didn't know anyone who had done it. Um, yeah, I actually, like, from, I remember in elementary school even, wanting to either uh, work at Bungie or work uh, whoever made Halo. At the time, it was, you know, Bungie doing both. So right. it didn't yeah. make a difference. But <laughs> as it went on, uh, you know, either 343 or Bungie were, were kind of where I was aiming. And uh, ending up at Bungie was was very nice. Uh, I did not expect to end up there just yet. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a little <laughs> further down the line. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd been hoping for this for a long time. Uh, but was fully expecting to have to do, like, other things in the meantime. And I'm a person with, like, a million and one interests. So, you know, I had plenty of other ideas of, of what I might do. Oh. So uh, I, I love that you you got to get to your dream place early. Like, it's not that's mm -hmm. not true for most, right? And some, yeah. some never. Uh, but I am curious, what other kind of things were you interested in if you, if you felt like this was kind of a long shot? Yeah, uh, I... Uh, one of my biggest interests in life in general is like learning stuff. So like I spend a lot of my free time just learning anything and everything. Um, I was really interested for a long time in engineering. I really like building things, taking things apart. Um, my like stable job um, that I had outside of, you know, while I was trying to get into games and stuff like that and even towards the, the later portion of high school, uh, I did uh, electronics repair. Uh, so I like took stuff apart, put stuff together, fixed things. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do something in engineering if this didn't pan out, um, or even as as a as a way to kind of make ends meet until it pans out. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that was one of the major things uh, that I was aiming for. If it wasn't this, um, I also just like art in general. So if I ended up in anything art, I would have been pretty happy. But. Uh, yeah, games. Games was the the main one, and I didn't know what in games until college. But um, games in general, I knew was something that was very very important to me. That's really cool. I uh, I did something similar growing up. I there was no avenue to learn to make games, so I did the you know PC repair, building machines, networking, that kind of stuff, and so similar kind of thing. Where I was like, I want to at least be close. You know, I want to figure mm. out something near games if I can. But that was also for me. You know in the eighties and early nineties when you were, mm -hmm. you, you were not even thought of yet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so as you're getting older and you're, you know, in high school and starting to think about college had at that point, did you start to narrow in toward games or, or were you still kind of not sure? Um, yeah, throughout that time I was really hoping for games, but I didn't know how to do that. And towards the later half of high school, I don't remember if it was junior or senior year. Um, I decided to like sit down and actually figure out, you know, how did how do you go to school for games? Like, what do, what do you have to do to to make that happen? Or if you even need school, like, what what's the solution? Um, and in my hunt for stuff, I ended up stumbling upon Full Sail, which is how we met. Um, but uh, yeah, I stumbled upon that, and it seemed like a really cool place. Uh, I was trying to decide between the game design and the game development degrees because I didn't really know the difference at the time. Yeah. Um, but 
I ended up going to one of the tour things. I, I think I learned afterwards that that was a tour that you get to go on after you've already been accepted, which I did not understand. Oh. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a neat little tour. Um, but yeah, that's when I figured out um, design seemed to be something that touched on a lot of different things. Uh, and since I didn't know what specifically I wanted, I just knew I wanted games. That seemed like the, the avenue for me. Um, but yeah, just trying to do some research, figuring out, you know, what what might work for, for my needs and uh, desires uh, to, like, you know, end up here. And uh, Full Sail ended up being the one. I think I got, like, a postcard in the mail is how I, like, initially learned <laughs> about it. And, and I was like, this seems neat. This is convenient. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah, I was really curious yeah. about that since what you're now doing is obviously art-focused. Mm -hmm. Um were were you presented at all with an option of, of art and animation or anything like that uh, when you were looking at Full Sail, or did you just, like, you focused in on the design side and development side? Yeah. Uh, game art, uh, I knew was an option, and I thought it was interesting, and I did like art, um, but I wasn't sure if my strength in the games world would be art ah. uh, or art-related, uh, and I figured since game design touched on so many things that would be my chance to not only see if the art thing was my thing, but also see if the design thing was my thing or the programming thing was my thing. Because uh, I touched on some programming before going to Full Sail as well, just out of personal interest and curiosity. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, uh, I, I saw the different avenues that were a little more specific, um, but because of my, I don't know, lack of a decision, uh, game design seemed seemed to be the the best decision to to get what I needed out of it. It seems like it's worked out so far. So <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. I've also learned that apparently most VFX artists don't start as VFX artists. So I'm kind of par for the course. <laughs> so that I, actually, I want to let's talk a little bit about that because there is not a great place to learn VFX. Period. Mm -hmm. Like uh, yeah. Keith, Keith Garrett that owns uh, Beyond FX. Uh, and then uh, DJ uh, that has his own uh, place in Savannah. We talk about this a lot. Like there's no schooling for it specifically. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about Full Sail. Like I've talked to them about, hey, you really should look at this because mm -hmm. like VFX artists get hired easily right now because you can't mm -hmm. find enough of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I talk to that to my, uh, with my coworkers all the time about, you know, how uh, one thing that was like echoed to me a lot when I started talking to instructors about how this was something I was interested in is uh, how there's so many studios looking for VFX artists and there's never enough VFR, VFX artists to fill the role. Um, and it's it's tough because uh, I, I don't, I haven't been around in the industry for very long, but to me it seems like um, previously uh, VFX wasn't necessarily its own bespoke role, like it would be taken over by tech artists or you know, character artists or whatever other artists or whoever just had the knowledge uh, to do the job. Uh, it seems like more recently it's become its own field of, of you know, specialists doing that stuff. Um, uh, so it seems like not a lot of schools have really done anything to, to work on that. I only know of one. It's because we, we actually work with that school on i think we help develop curriculum or like review curriculum and stuff like that it's called digipen i think oh, okay digipen's doing it good good yeah um 
And I think one or two of my coworkers actually graduated from DigiPen with VFX degrees. Um, a couple of my other coworkers went through like film VFX stuff, um, but most of my coworkers were like animators or tech artists yeah. or something like that uh, in the past, and then made the transition into VFX specifically. Nice. I have one coworker that was even a producer before they became a, a VFX artist, like not even <laughs> involved at all with this work. <laughs> Man, that is so interesting to me. I'm glad that mm. schools are starting to do it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but when I when I first ended up at Full Sail, this was it was 1999, and uh, there was only two places that had game curriculums at all, and DigiPen was the other one. So that was oh, literally yeah. the only two places you could learn to make games, and mm -hmm. it's wild. And the the program I did was design and development. It was both of them together. So it was a oh, okay, it was cool. a wild time. But, uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard uh, development's pretty tough, so yeah. I'm sure that was quite the ride. Yeah, especially like I was in one of the first classes. So we did a whole lot of like you could tell that they were figuring out the curriculum, you know, and that kind of stuff. Like it was all super valuable and sometimes a little too mm -hmm. much. Uh, but man, it was a uh, it was it was intense. But you know, obviously, also worked out. So I'm very happy. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, man, VFX artists like we there's there's probably going to be a time soon where we're going to get a whole bunch of you, right? We're like, there's, we're going to yeah. train up a whole bunch and then we're going to end up with a, a more reasonable amount. But like right now, from what I hear from everybody, it's like, name your price as a VFX yeah. artist. So like, it's a, it's a good spot to be in. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a coworker that, uh, moved on to some new place making like 250 a year. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's tell insane. me more. No. That's not a real number. What right. are you talking about? <laughs> that That is, that's quite the number. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's wild. Man. But, you know, but it's so, like, every, every role that we have in game development is super important, right? And mm -hmm. when you get, not only if it's hard to get someone and you get the right person, that it's worth whatever, you know, they need to make, you know, and like, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's true across all the positions in the industry, but it's more so when there's, when it's harder to fill that spot. Mm -hmm. and probably a lot of companies fighting for people too, right now. Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, any of my coworkers that have been relatively public facing, like having like large social media presences or anything like that, like well known in, in, in the games world, uh, uh, they have their pick of whatever they want, wherever they want, pretty much. Uh, you know, if, if you're known to, to do good work and, and known in general, uh, you know, you got plenty of offers coming in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then it's just a matter of like weighing which, uh, which direction mm -hmm. you want to go all the time, man. So yeah. So let's, let's back up a little bit and you're now decided you're going to do game design and you head to campus and because there was an online option uh mm -hmm. what made you decide to go to campus uh i've always been someone who really liked uh you know being self-sufficient and being on my own so like nothing against my family but uh you know getting the <laughs> chance to like live on my own sounded sounded like uh, a good time so i was very excited for that and also i had a bunch of friends who were up in the orlando area like my best friend uh since like oof, third grade something like that uh he went to ucf for aerospace engineering which is like down the road so uh i would still get to hang out with him uh if i 
wasn't so introverted. I think I hung out with him a total of like four times, maybe. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> but it than was nothing. nice knowing yeah. he was there. Yeah. So I, I, I'm the same way, man. Like I, <laughs> I, I should be seeing so many more people than I do. But the combination of like work, work is taxing, and I need to recover. Mm-hmm. And then I, also being an introvert on top of that, it's like, I want to do something like once a month for real. Like once a month, I want to actually <laughs> do something fun. And I got to spread that across people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next thing I know, I haven't seen somebody in a year. And they're like, dude, where are you at? I'm like, I'm working. I promise. Like, I've just been busy. But <laughs> I feel that. I'm the same way. I struggle so much to have any sort of like consistent meeting with people. Um, the only like Logan and, and Blue, who uh, were like my probably closest friends throughout college um i only saw them because they were in my classes and we would go get food together like if it wasn't for us seeing each other on a day-to-day basis anyways where we were like it was convenient to make plans yeah oh man i'm so terrible at making plans it would probably never happen yeah and then on top of that with me the canceled plans is like the greatest mm-hmm. thing that ever happens oh. so the the rush of good feelings when you know that oh i can just sit in bed i can just lay on the couch oh it's so good oh man people that don't people that are not introverted in that way don't understand that joy Mm. like it's true i wanted to do it but i was dreading it the whole time yeah and then and then the second i find out that that by no fault of my own i don't Mm. have to leave the house (laughs) yeah there's no guilt because you're not the one causing the canceled plans now you get to just like revel in the good feelings oh it's so true it it feels so good like (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh man so so did that did that pose any like issue for you with your education being introverted like did you have any issues with like the collaboration aspect of it or anything like that uh i definitely uh have i don't know i'm not the most confident in my in my people skills usually uh i i know i tend to ramble so that kind of like gets me through it i can just talk and fill the voids in in conversation nice um even if that makes it more awkward that's fine at least it's not you know feeling like it's quiet um yeah and i i struggle feeling confident enough to meet new people i usually do fine in the situation but that doesn't mean i'm not going to second guess myself all the time um but uh, yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. I think it was better for me to be on site at the at, at the school instead of online. Uh, I feel a little more awkward if I'm meeting people exclusively like through a camera for whatever reason. Seems like it should be the other way around because I'm not actually there. I could just end the call at any time, and I'm like, oh no, bad internet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, something about being on site, like I. It, it's really awkward at first, but I, I I get a lot more comfortable a lot faster. Um, yeah, it was it was funky, but uh, I I managed and uh, I tried not to have that deter me from from going. Nice, yeah. It's a uh, I'm a vibes person, so like I mm-hmm. I like the. It takes longer for me to to get a, a real vibe with someone like through digital means. Uh, mm-hmm. It you know. I, Two years into Insomniac, you know, I've, I've, I haven't met any of my coworkers that I didn't already know, um, but it's been long enough now that that we've had enough conversations and rapport. You know, I've I've gotten there, man. For the first like six months, it it felt a bit like I was in a silo, like I wasn't really really connecting with people. So that's a that's a tough spot. 
Yeah, yeah. When I, I'm, our HQ's been under construction since before I started. Like right around the time the pandemic started was when we started construction. Um, so no one was going on site. I only met people through, uh, you know, teams meetings and stuff like that. Um, so it it definitely felt like. You know, I knew these people, but I I wasn't sure if we were friends. I wasn't sure if we were just coworkers. Like as I come into the office now and I see people, like I get a much faster understanding of of you know where we sit with each other and like you know I can go get lunch with people and they don't seem like they hate the idea of going to get lunch with me. So <laughs> nice. That's a that's a plus. Right. Um. Yeah. So having that that in-person gauge uh, like i said you know getting to know the vibes of of your your interactions with people uh can make it a lot easier to to understand and uh, feel a little more comfortable yeah definitely i'm gonna meet most of my team uh we're doing a launch party at the end of the year for the game and uh nice so it'll be nice to finally like you know i i know quite a few people because there's probably 15 to 20 that i worked with previously so mm -hmm. like I, it's not like i'm in a silo but mm -hmm. there's you know 400 people or so that I've that I've never actually met that uh I'm looking forward to that. So it's going to be a little overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? It, all at one yeah. time. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I have to figure out ways to to kind of make that happen in the right way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the other neat things that I've noticed is uh when I was working remote, I own almost exclusively met people on my team or the teams that I support because like why would I be talking to other people like I don't have a need I'm usually just going to meetings and doing my own work but here like you know I'm sitting out on the floor where there's like a bunch of other people collaborating on stuff people coming over to people's desks to like work with each other on stuff and in in that process I've already met like I don't know I've been working on site for like a month and I've met a bunch of new people uh that i never would have met otherwise or like people that i've seen or talked to like once or twice in a meeting uh now i actually can like have conversations with them and like you know say hi what's up uh when i see them instead of you know the occasional like once a month meeting where right. uh we're just silently <laughs> spectating with our cameras off. <laughs> right yeah that's uh that's most of the big meetings for me <laughs> yeah i get that yeah it's uh it's interesting like the 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 split of remote work and in-person and all of that is definitely making those kind of connections different. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it's, but at the same time, I don't feel like I'm missing anything right now. Like I feel like I'm getting enough mm. of it. And, and yeah. then, you know, then hopefully as I actually see people a little bit that that'll, that'll help fill in those gaps. Yeah. Uh, I I feel you on that where I like I didn't feel like it was it was too bad uh you know being being out on my own doing stuff at my house um I just noticed over time I started being a lot lazier <laughs> and I was like mm, maybe I should feel the external pressure of people around me <laughs> to, to interesting keep me focused interesting um, so far it's been working uh when I was working from home I would like every 20 minutes i'd be like "Ooh, an instagram notification and like, pull out my phone and get distracted for 20 minutes uh and now like i i struggle to even notice when my phone goes off like i i do feel pretty shitty because i've been terrible at responding to anyone that i talk to <laughs> since i started working on site because now i'm just like hyper focused on everything that i'm doing or like i have my 1500 meetings a day so 
That's uh, that's cool. I mean, that's uh, I think for some of us, it'll be figuring out what that right balance is. And yeah. you know, some people I, that I work with live close to the studio, but they you know only go in once or twice a week, you know, because they mm-hmm. they they want that balance, you know, and uh, be nice to have. But I don't see myself living close enough to one of our two studios to do that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things that I have to keep evaluating and make sure that I'm able to get that interaction in the way that I want, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, when I when I moved out here, I moved like right down the street from the studio. So like, oh, we're gonna open up soon, and it's been like two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been living literally like a five minute walk from the studio. Uh, you know, I could throw a rock at it, but I'm working from home every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, yeah, it's nice to actually come in finally. Is it? Uh, is the studio in Bellevue? Yep, downtown oh, Bellevue. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, we have one in Burbank and one in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, they they used to be like s- separate studios that focused on separate things, but it's it's all one big thing now. And like even if you're in the office, meetings are still in Zoom, you know that kind of thing. So it's it's really nice that we, I don't feel like a second class, you know, employee. I feel like everybody's mm-hmm. doing the same thing no matter where you're at, which is which is good. Like I think it's a way to yeah. do it. Yeah, our studio, uh, we actually, in the middle of, of COVID, opened up a Seattle office for people on the west side. That's the direction. Uh, for people on the west side that didn't want to come over to the east side, uh, it makes it a little bit easier for them. Um, but we also, uh, we've been opening, uh, well, for starters, we we plan on keeping remote work an option forever. We're nice. we're never going to require people to come back to the office. Uh, and on top of that, we're also uh, as time goes on, opening more and more states for remote work uh, forever. Nice. Um, so you know, it'd be kind of shitty for us to suddenly be like, no, come into the <laughs> office. <laughs> but all of our all of our office rooms and all of our meetings and stuff are set up with that uh, digital first mindset of like, you know, make sure all of us can work together regardless of where we are so like all of our like when we were setting stuff up earlier like the the other camera was the camera for the room uh that i'm in which is the one of our interview meeting rooms um like they all have like you know tvs and cameras and speakers and microphones and stuff so we can have a conference in this room with people online at the same time um and the whole studio is set up to to kind of have that mindset which is is nice yeah doesn't feel like you're you're missing out if you're if you're not on site or anything like that yeah i agree i think it's super important you know and like i I found that i'm actually more productive in this environment than i am in Mm -hmm. person so at least it it feels that way i um Mm -hmm. i'm less distracted overall but the distractions are when i need them and how i need them so Mm -hmm. like i'm able to like really i'm way more comfortable i don't have a commute right that's a time savings on its own so like there's those kind of things that, that add up. But I think a lot of it has to do with personality and like how you mm. really connect and, and what, you know, works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, from, from working at home initially, I was, I was doing really well. You know, I was, I was, I was very focused. I was very on top of stuff. Um, but I'm a sleepy person and, uh, <laughs> man, if I didn't have na- uh, any, any meetings in the morning, that was nap time. <laughs> yeah. I would just sleep in coming after lunch. And I was like, mm, I should probably work a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. Uh, <laughs> oh, weird. They're saying the, I just, uh, something happened with the, the stream title. I just fixed it, but for some reason it reverted back to the old stream title. That's weird. Oh no. I don't know what, what happened. 
Am I someone else now? Yeah, well, you Should were you were last week's name? guest, so uh, but, but, but now you're you, so we're good. <laughs> good stuff. So uh, when so you're you're in school, you're at Full Sail, mm-hmm. you're, you're digging it, you're moving your way through. Um, what was the first like? So my class was around the, the halfway point. Uh, mm-hmm. So leading up to that, like, how were you feeling? Were you like grasping the content? Were you starting to feel like this? that you were getting a better understanding of what you wanted to do, or were you like super focused on just learning what was put in front of you? Uh, I wasn't ever explicitly looking for, uh, is this the thing that I really like, or is that the thing that I really like? I was mostly just trying to like learn whatever was in front of me. And if it felt like something I enjoyed, then I would spend some extra time like looking into it outside of classes and stuff. Um, you know, around the, the halfway mark when we were doing the uh, scraps project, um, I was uh, getting getting interested in, in, like, level design and stuff like that. Um, which is funny, because my, my level design was so dookie. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is great. As it was, I just couldn't think of a mechanic that was useful, so I just made a lock and key, like, a really convoluted shitty lock and key (laughs) um but yeah uh i I really enjoyed uh level design at that point and took some time outside of class to like you know you know what goes into level design like you know what are what are good practices for level design um you know what are some some really good examples of level design in games that i play and stuff like that um and then I came across, I don't remember what class it was or when, but uh, it was a class taught by the Marinowskis. Those were oh, the man, two classes them. leading up to mine. It was, yeah. Uh, the level design was right before before mine, and then, his, and then Derek's was right before that. Yeah. Yeah. So the Marinowskis class, um, one of the, so, so Derek would do a thing after each uh, lecture where he would sit down and uh, just do something random, like a random little project. You had the choice of like doing your lab work or whatever. You could like sit down and, and follow along, watch along, whatever. Uh, and one of the days uh, he decided to do uh, like fire particle system um, with his little chicken wing uh, particles and uh Something about that was like fascinating to me, and uh, from there I, I kind of dove into to VFX in all my free time, and I never stopped. And that, that's how, <laughs> that's how I got my VFX interest. Uh, it was entirely by accident, and uh, honestly, without that, I'm not sure if I would have found that because uh, it I, I, VFX wasn't really anything that we touched on much, if at all, uh, in in our classes. Um, so totally a fluke of just Derek doing weird shit after class, <laughs> and uh, and I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I actually one of the classes that I that I spoke to at Full Sail, uh, in December I think, uh, whenever I was last in Florida, um, I I like specifically wanted to thank him for that because because like you know without his input I probably wouldn't have ended up here. Um, and it was it was really neat, uh, but oh man, I spent way too much time outside of school uh, <laughs> learning VFX stuff. <laughs> Many sleepless nights, uh, just kind of 
trying to learn more stuff about it and making little personal projects and stuff. Was it too much time though, if that's what you're doing now? Like <laughs> that is that is true. I also uh, definitely took any and every excuse to turn a project at school into a VFX project. Like we're a design <laughs> program, but I I slammed as much VFX as I could into everything. Like one of our one of our classes was like, you know, make this mechanic and then iterate upon it throughout the month. And I was like, I'm going to make the portals from portal so I can make the portals from portal. <laughs> nice. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's a good mechanic, but also I get to make some sparkly stuff and yeah. I'm here for that. Man, I love that because like, I, I was always curious how, how you got to this and, uh, that's really cool because you, you, mm -hmm. you learned at a time where you're learning. Right. And so you were mm -hmm. able to like think about that and kind of develop it in that way. I'm always telling people like, as you're going through school, have a side project where when you learn things, you take that and kind of move it into that side project. So it becomes this, you know, evolving thing that you can later mm. show, but you were doing that every chance that you got. That's, that's really yeah. cool. And a way to build some, some cool skills. Yeah. And I, I still do that even, um, like as I find cool things that we, we do here, like new techniques or new practices that I've never come across before. I have my own personal projects that I'm like, all right, how do I figure out how to make that stuff? Like I was talking to our engineering team today, our graphics engineering team. I was like, Hey, you have this tool. Uh, do you know who made it so I can bother them and pick their brain so I can like replicate it in unity, uh, or, you know, just figure out how it works so I can understand it better for work and also, you know, have my own version that I could, that I can mess around with. Um, yeah, I'm constantly, I mean, I have that lucky, uh, trait for, for myself at least is like, I really like learning anything. Um, so, you know, as I find cool new things, I just want to learn everything about it and then apply that knowledge somehow, uh, even if it's completely useless, like at least I know it. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Yeah. So let's talk about you getting to my class. Um, mm -hmm. so that's, so just so for those that don't know you, you, you learn about mechanics in one class, you build a small kind of interaction, and then in your next class in level design, you make your own like individual level with, you know, completing a certain amount of objectives. And then when you got to my class, you were paired up and you all took your levels and you tried to string them together into something oh, that was I a cohesive that. experience. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who was in your group? Uh, I do remember, uh, I think I remember almost everyone. It was me, it was Eddie. Uh, I'm pretty sure Josh was also in, in the group. And I want to say Kevin was also in the group. And I want to say Luke was also in the group. Okay. Luke Gillen? Uh, I think, uh, yes. Okay. I think that was the crew. Okay. Um, I might be mixing up my, my final project in that one and then just throwing Luke in there for shit. You might be, but... but that sounds right. <laughs> well, there's like three big group projects ish, right? Or well, mm. two, I guess two really big ones, this one and then capstone. Uh, mm. but, uh, you know, so Luke was there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so I'm always curious, do you remember much about it? Like, cause everybody talks about scraps, right? That was the, the, you mm -hmm. know, the setup that we used and, and most people that come through are like, oh, scraps. Like what we did was we built essentially a little engine and, you know, tool set for people to use and kind of build experiences out of it. Do you remember much about, about that part of it? Or is, is it all just kind of a blur at this point? I remember, uh, my level being awful and <laughs> uh i remember like the only thing i remember out of the scraps thing was the like little gravity gun thing yep 
Uh, and I mostly remember that because, like, one of the lock and key things that I had was you got this room that's blocked. Like, it's a chain of lock and keys to, like, unlock the thing to progress or whatever. Um, and this room was blocked by something. Once you get inside, you got this, like, big plank, and you can gravity gun this plank out of the room and over a, a pit so you can walk across the pit. Okay. Um, but uh, controlling that plank was the worst thing in the world, dude. It was it was way too long because I had to make it long enough that you know you couldn't jump the distance. Right. But it's locked in a room with like a door or a piece of glass or whatever. Like I don't remember what I used to like shut the room uh, for that room specifically. It was just ass to get it out of the room. It was so bad. <laughs> and then navigating it to like line up, and then another portion like. The lock was like, there's a box in a room, so you got to go get the box and put it on this thing so you can climb up onto this thing. And then the platform is like covered in other boxes, so you just got to sit there for an hour moving boxes with the gravity gun. Oh, so it's great so, level designer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I love it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was fun. Like I, I only taught in the classroom for like nine months, uh, like in that, mm -hmm. in the physical classroom. Before that, and then after that was was online. Uh, and, but like your guys groups that went through was like a, a really, really cool experience for me because you're all of you that were physically in my class. I still have like relationships with, we still, you know, connect and we talk and that didn't happen hardly at all for the online students. And I, yeah. I never could quite figure out why it was that big of a difference. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like our class was oddly friendly with, with the instructors like yeah. we had a whole like our whole discord server was just full of emotes we made of all the instructors <laughs> and we would share those with the instructors yeah even though they're making fun of the instructors um yeah uh, i i feel like we were oddly close and open with with the instructors and uh I, I I can see why that's not the norm because we definitely <laughs> were a bunch of crackheads um but yeah, uh, Eddie says, remember nice the to, NDA to, like, what? talk with everyone and, and see everyone uh, as, as time goes on, like going and seeing people at like the parks every year. Um, that's always fun. It's, it's always weird. Uh, I always feel like I'm going to walk up to someone and like, why would you remember me? You've had like eight million students. And when people <laughs> do actually remember me, I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but at the same time, not every student stands out, right? Like, mm. uh, the, the truth was there was usually out of 30 people, there was the five that were, that it was clear, they were engaged, they were understanding, mm. they were driven, you know, that kind of thing. And then there was the five that were doing absolutely nothing, right? And then there was everybody else in between that was like, there was enough interaction for you to get through what you were doing and learning and that kind of thing. But uh, that was the case for like most of my classes. And, and you'd end up spending most of your time on those top five and bottom five because they're the ones that that came for the you know for the attention essentially you know like or the yeah. help um but yeah it's 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 weird like how how that kind of plays out and and how different it was between you know the the campus and the online ones mm. <laughs> the jameson aura was physically there around us in the room <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what uh do i want to know what that, what that, what that means? <laughs> what's this uh eddie said something about an nda you're supposed to remember the nda was there something with that uh discord group or something or do you even know what that's talking about uh, 
No comment. You don't remember the NDA, or you're not I allowed don't. to talk about the NDA. So. I don't remember it at all. I've, Next I've question. Forgotten most of it. <laughs> the online students didn't get the aura. Got it. Okay, that makes mm. that makes sense. Now, Lionel, we all knew about the Discord. Like we all knew. Don't worry, it's fine. Like we laugh too. It's cool. It's all good. Like you can't you can't be one in the entertainment industry and two an instructor without knowing that that kind of stuff's going to happen. Like we're all just having fun, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's all good. Yeah. Especially when it's mostly like 19 year old shitheads. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're gonna do what our name suggests. <laughs> it's true. It, and it's fine. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm. So as you're, you're moving through, was there a point through your degree that you struggled like, or did you feel like you kind of were able to figure it out as you were going and you were kind of just moving along and figuring things out? Yeah, I had a couple classes that were rough. I mean, the the degree as a whole was uh, not necessarily easy, but um, like I know I, there were, I had A's and B's, I think, in every class except for I failed two classes. I retook the level design class. As I said, my level was kind of shit. Um, my second one was much better, but that I leaned a little too much into like VFX stuff. I wanted basically like water manipulation. Like you have this whole map of like you have to move this water to fill this bucket to like weigh it down to like lift a door. Like there's fires in a room and you have to reroute the water to put out the fires and stuff. Like I was not going to make that work with my non existent knowledge of any of those <laughs> potential systems. Um, but I was ambitious, and I got a good grade on that one. Nice. And then I, when I got to your class, I made the shitty level. Uh, <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, uh, I struggled with that class. That one was rough. And then uh, the, was it Programming Foundations 2 or whatever? The, the class in Unreal Engine. That one was rough. Was that Lebo? That was bad. Did you have Lebo yes. in it? Yeah. I, I failed that one and had to take it again. A lot of people um, failed that class. Like, it oh, was a I, big... I was very familiar <laughs> yeah. with everyone failing that class. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. Um, but those those were the two classes that I failed. Um, and those those were rough. But otherwise, I was, I was doing well. And nice. I, I didn't feel like I struggled an unordinary amount out of ordinary... You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't struggle extraordinarily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds right. No, that's good. Uh, so then, as you were like moving toward your your uh, your capstone, uh, your final project, is, is most people would call it. Did you guys get to decide your groups? Do you remember if you picked who was in your team or if it was random? Uh, I feel like we did because I know I ended up with many of the people I had worked with before. I mean, I guess I would have worked with most people before anyways, given, you know, our small group of folks was traveling together through most of the degree. Right. Um, I feel like we, we chose. That sounds accurate enough. Or maybe oh, I'm they're saying in the chat you did. It was the first class yeah, that you trust Josh them. They probably know yeah, what they're right. talking about. I don't. <laughs> group interview. Let's get everybody. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, I always feel like that last project is where things really kind of come together for people like mm -hmm. you've, and then like throughout the degree, most people are like, I don't understand why I'm going to use this or this one piece is too difficult. I don't want to focus on it. I want to do this other thing. It's like, listen, all this stuff is going to come together. to when you do this project and you're going to start to understand where you fit and where your strengths are and, and how to work with others and that kind of stuff. So what, what was that like for you? Like, was that, 
did you kind of feel like it was a an enjoyable experience at the end or were you it was like a stressful thing to get you through to the end uh it was a shit show yeah a fun (laughs) shit show um i I think we talked about it a bit or uh josh talked about it a bit but we changed what our project was like four times and we restarted it entirely over and over again um and i took every excuse again to make it a vfx project for me and not a design (laughs) project um so i was doing like the minimum requirement of design work so that I could fill the rest of my time with VFX work. Um, Did yeah, it look was, good, though? Did you make it look good? Okay. <laughs> uh, I look back on stuff that I made for Lightfall, and I'm like, that's oh. so bad. How did they let me ship that? <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that just means you're getting uh, better. That, <laughs> yeah, it's that progress of, like, you know, now I know what I did wrong and how I can be better. Um, but yeah, like at the time I was like, this is the hottest shit I've ever seen. This is so good. Um, and then, you know, I, I start putting together my portfolio and I'm like sweating. Cause I was like, this is the best I can do. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love, you're always going to be your biggest critic too, though. Right. Yeah. And, and when you're doing something in production, it's like, it's not just how great can I make it? It's how great can I make it with the time that I have? And, you know, all, all of those things weigh in on what the end result is going to be. Mm-hmm. But man, it's a, uh, I get it though. I look back at some of my level designs and stuff and I'm just like, oh, that was a real bad choice. <laughs> but then I just use it to teach people, right? I'm like, hey, don't do this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> man. Yeah, there was definitely some rough stuff that I put together that I was very proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the VFX in your final project. I need to go see if I can track that down somehow. And, oh, man. Uh, it's uh, probably on my uh, not updated at all portfolio website. Oh, <laughs> I hope that's all that's on your website. Like that. Way. <laughs> uh, I, uh, there's uh, most of my projects that I didn't hate were on there. Uh, I know. Honor Brawl, I think, was the name of our project. I know Honor Brawl is on there. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. Like, that. Uh, there's some things where I was like, man, I had a really good sense of timing or, like, a really good sense of, like, you know, silhouette or whatever. Uh, or, like, you know, relaying information with color or whatever. And there's some things that I was like, what What was I doing? Like, I know, I know there's one thing that I thought was, like, incredibly cool. There's, like, this teleport effect for some wizards or or something like that. And uh, I learned about motion blur post-processing, and I was like, oh, man, let's get some motion blur in there. And my solution was just spin this thing at Mach 3 and get it to look like a, the just a smudge on a camera lens. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was really man. bad. Um, yeah. Ooh. But uh, it, it, it came together. Surprisingly, even though we restarted several times, it came together. <laughs> nice. All right, we got, I want to, I've got some questions that I want to ask you that I call the dev round. It's questions that I ask everybody. But uh, but before we get that, I think I want to get to kind of your end at full sale. I think that'd be kind of a good time to, you know, to kind of finish that up. So as you were finishing your your project, what what was the very end like? And had you already started looking for work? Uh, I don't think I started looking for work until after I graduated. Um... Or at least not applying for places. I might have been looking for places, but didn't do any applications until until after leaving. Because um, I was actually in the last month, I was moving between uh, my apartment and then I, I moved in with Logan and uh, another friend of ours. Uh, 
So I was I was pretty busy with that at that time. So I didn't put a bunch of effort into the other stuff. Um, and I was also, uh, you know, cramming in as much as I could on that project, as well as um, just learning more VFX stuff. Nice. Um, I think I didn't really start pushing for applying to stuff until uh, I graduated in June, I want to say. So it would have been November, I think, is when I really started pushing for, for applying to, to places and, like, would spend like my whole week would just be like basically a nine to five of get up put together applications put together like resume whatever clean up my my portfolio all that stuff and then get get stuff out the door um yeah so it was it was a good bit before i put in my uh due diligence and in, in trying to do anything about that yeah i mean I, I think that's if you can do that that's that's a good way to do it focus on school get it done you know like make sure but you know, a lot of people are like, I need to have a job as soon as, you know, as mm -hmm. soon as I'm done here. So a lot of people start, you know, six months, you know, ahead of graduation. Uh, so I'm always curious, like when, when you started and we'll, I, I, we'll definitely dig into this more. Um, Cause I'm really curious kind of how that whole process went for you and, and how mm -hmm. long it took and everything. But before we get to that, it's time to do the dev round. You ready for this? All right. Hit me. These are, these are tough. No, they're not tough at all. All right. First question. What is your favorite game of all time and why? Uh, this is a tough question because I am terrible at making favorites of anything. Oh, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I might have to say Halo 2 uh, because uh, it was one of the first two games I played, I don't remember if I played Halo 1 or Halo 2 first. We played them both at the same same time at the camp. Um, so it was not only, like, an extremely influential in that regard, but also, like, has been one of my favorite games since then. Um, and I, I constantly go back to it, and the series in general. I, I replay it at least once a year. Uh, I, I play it all really? the time. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the Halo games. I go through them all the time. Uh, and I think Halo 2 might be my favorite. We'll see. It might change in 20 minutes, but for now, I'll say Halo 2. I mean, it's probably the best of them, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, uh, it's, it stands to reason. The chat says yeah. your favorite game is Tetris, so... Oh, I do love Tetris. <laughs> Tetris is my shit. I love Tetris so much. I played that all the time at school. Yeah. I had it on my laptop, on my phone. I had it on my Xbox. I have it on my PC. Uh, yeah, I play it constantly. I love that shit. I have, I think, two versions of Tetris downloaded on my phone right now. Oh, did you you play uh, Effect Tetris Effect? I have, and, and I actually don't like it that much, oh, which really? is wild because it's like all sparkly and pretty and all the VFX, but it is too much to me. Like it is distracting. I struggle to actually keep track of what I'm doing in the game. Yeah. Or like you'll be, you know, trying to line stuff up, and then suddenly, like the the texture treatment of everything is just completely different. And I struggle to keep that straight in my brain. Yeah, I'm so used to like, you know, the the square is yellow. Uh, you know, the, you got the the Z is green, the S is red. You know, whatever. I oh. probably got those wrong, and I'm probably gonna get made fun of. But you know, <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> I, I had the same problem. Like I am a, a huge Tetris fan back from like from the original. Like it mm -hmm. was a, a big a big big game for me. 
uh, effect, I had the same issues, but I also just found out you can play it in, on the PSVR too. So I know I, I want to try it so try. bad. <laughs> I'm going I'm to try that next week when I'm on vacation. So, uh, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm excited about that, but I had the same thing. Like I, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. Like it's, there's a lot mm-hmm. going on and it's kind of hard to focus in on what's important. Yeah. We'll yeah, I, I want to like it. And there's definitely like a lot of cool stuff about it. Like, you know, fun game modes. I, I also enjoy co-op and stuff. Uh, we actually have every year here, we have a, a celebration <laughs> called Pentathlon, uh, where we just take the day to just like mess around, play games with each other. We do like friendly competition, like the studios broken out into teams. Um, so you like represent your team in, in your in your games throughout the day, and then at the end of the day, they award a team a trophy for the year for whoever was like the most successful in this year's pentathlon events. Um, and uh, last year, the year before, was one of the events was Tetris Effect, and I was like, oh man, I'm I'm so in, but I I ended up not <laughs> getting to play. I, I played with some other coworkers, some other game, which I was bummed about, but. Uh, that was exciting to know that there's other Tetris fans around here, so I got to snoop around and find other people to play with. There you go. Yeah, I, I played quite a bit of Tetris 99 too uh, when it was mm. when that was happening on the Switch, and that was it was a fun. Like there was too much going on as far as like I wasn't strategically like oh I'm gonna hit you with something, and I was just yeah. focusing on my own, you know, and letting the rest <laughs> of it kind of happen. But uh, it was it was it's interesting to like you know you always get down to like all right it's me and this other guy you know and like we're gonna mm-hmm. figure out what's going on here but that that's a whole element to it that I'd never experienced before that and added yeah. an extra level of urgency. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a, a NSO subscription specifically for that game, and then I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Still paying for that, but it's okay. Now I get Mario maps. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they asked in the chat, is Tetris your favorite movie? I haven't seen Tetris yet, but I've heard I good things. I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I was uh, moderately taken aback that that was a movie that someone was making. But I agree. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't. I'm terrible at watching movies. Uh, same. Uh, I, I can sit down and watch 10 episodes of a show, but uh, if I want to yeah. put on a movie, it feels like a commitment. So. <laughs> it's such a like mental hurdle for me. I could watch three times the length of a movie in shows easy, yep. no problem, like no, no hesitation. But the second it's like one lump sum, I'm like, mm, I don't know. What if I have to pee? Like, <laughs> I, dude, I am 100 percent with you. It's it's real. It's like a real struggle, mm-hmm. man. So wait, do you also have ADHD? I don't know. I so I've learned over the years that Tourette's has a lot of overlap with a lot of other disorders or disabilities or whatever. I don't know the name. Yeah. Um, so Conditions. I have a lot of ADHD like tendencies. I have a lot of OCD like tendencies. Uh, I also seem to have a lot of autistic tendencies. So I might be on the spectrum. Who knows? Well, uh, I'm thinking about maybe going and getting tested. We'll see. All right. But uh, regardless. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of random shenanigans to deal with and, uh, yeah, not sure how to handle them as I learn more about ADHD and OCD separately. I'm learning the overlap and also new methods of approaching the issues that I have or or approaching the like weird quirks that I have. Um, so that's my main reason for like being interested in, in, you know, what are the, the, I guess, traits of those things and, and how do they correlate to, to me in my day-to-day life? Cause it's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have the same kind of thing where over the last, you know, few years I've I've learned and acknowledged that ADHD is is living in me, right? Like I'm full of it. <laughs> so and yeah. but then but then the other things too, like there's there's some overlaps into some other areas where recently I've been thinking a lot about how in my head things have to happen certain ways for me to feel comfortable with them. And I'm like, that's, that's a spectrum thing. So like how, how far on that, on that am I now? So like now I'm starting to wonder about some of that stuff, but uh, ultimately all that really matters is finding out how, how do you cope? How do you, how do you excel? How do you, you know, and the truth is when I look back at my life, even though ADHD has a lot of struggles, it's also the thing that has got me to where I am, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, that that the the way that it kind of works in me has been yeah. it's been interesting you know and uh so now i just kind of look at things and i'm like oh that's interesting i wonder what's causing that and then i'll dig into mm-hmm. that and try and figure that part out so but also everyone highly recommend therapy it's a great thing oh yeah for sure <laughs> uh i did that for a couple years uh I, it turned out that whoever i was meeting with was not a good therapist for me but it did teach me what i what didn't work for me so I could learn what did work for me on yeah. my own. Uh, but yeah, like at, at the bare minimum, you know, check it out. Definitely yeah. worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You can learn a lot, even if it's not directly through the therapy, it's, it's definitely a useful resource for sure. Yeah. And ADHD specifically, I think works well in this industry for those that mm-hmm. of us that have it, because the whole, like, the getting bored part never happens because every day there's a new problem to solve. And then even our flow of development is changing, you know, Mm pre-production and then early production and now we're closing and then now we're, we're back doing it again. Like it's like the changes are there. They feel good. It's, it's nice. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like, uh, a lot of the things that I've learned in managing and maintaining, uh, my threats and stuff like that over the years, and whatever ADHD, OCD overlap I may have has definitely formed me into the person that I am and has made me better at certain things. Like I've become a very analytical person. Uh, I like to pick things apart and figure out how they work and why they work. Yeah. It's probably part of why I'm so interested in learning things. Um, and all of those things have built to be very good tools for me to use for, for working in, in games in general um, or just being a, you know, useful adult (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah definitely very helpful blessing and a curse kind of situation yeah uh plenty annoying on the day-to-day basis but it's made me into a a useful individual yeah and the nice thing is we live in a society now where we're finally acknowledging these kind of things Mm -hmm. and understanding them and and acclimating them into the you know into our day-to-day lives and everybody's more understanding and i think that that's going to help us Mm -hmm. a lot going forward yeah, definitely. And it, it's uh, another benefit of that is uh, more people realizing, uh, A, that it's okay to have those things, but B, that they do have those things, right. even if it's not to the same extent. Or like, you know, it's all the range of, of all these things. Um, you know, everyone's not going to have like the most hardcore uh, traits and symptoms of whatever it is that they have. Right. But you know, that doesn't make it any less of having, you know, ADHD, OCD whatever um and everyone handles it their own ways but you know it's making you who you are and helping you you know navigate life even if it's somewhat of an obstacle you know as long as you learn from it that's a positive yeah absolutely that's a great outlook too i like that 
Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Mm-hmm. And and th- this is one, this is a very, like a, a personal reflection type question, but when did oh, you boy. feel like you had made it in game development? Uh, oh man, I, I live in perpetual state of um, imposter syndrome, but uh, I do <laughs> feel like I've been doing well for myself, uh, like just talking with my coworkers and like hearing their positive, uh, I guess, like, you know, image of me. Um, like the, the other day I had a coworker come in who uh, usually is, is working remote, but they came in for the day. Um, and they were talking about when we come back on site at some point, they really want to sit next to me and one of my other coworkers because they were like, you guys do these things that I don't really understand. And I really want to learn that from you. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just fumbling through this shit. But <laughs> the fact that you see me as a source of knowledge is very uh nice to hear yeah um and uh you know i got uh a lot of rapid promotions after starting here um and uh all of my you know reviews from from coworkers have been very positive of me and just talking about like how much they like me being around which is wild um and uh you know that's that's felt very reassuring that i'm doing well and i'm doing the right thing um they've given me rules of like you know leading teams and stuff like that so i don't know i feel like i'm still fumbling through it but clearly people trust me enough um and these are people that you know indirectly i've admired for a long time um you know like uh i'm in charge of the ambient effects content for for destiny and uh the guy who was doing it before me has been doing it since like halo one if i understand oh wow and uh was basically <laughs> the only one doing it that whole time and now he's left his baby with me and i'm like that's wild that like this, <laughs> that's this some is trust. being trusted to me that's i that feels like a lot that you're handing to me yeah um but yeah that's also like you know it's reassuring because it seems like you know the guy trusts me enough to give me this thing that um uh, you know no one else has really worked on as consistently as him and uh dude knows his stuff so he must trust me to know his know my stuff yeah dude that's great yeah like that's a i also deal with imposter syndrome and it doesn't get any easier uh so (laughs) so keep keep that in mind uh 22 years in and i still feel the same but it's also one of those things that drives me right you know and and makes Mm -hmm. me make sure that i'm doing as much as i can at all times so yeah definitely get that I, I take that imposter syndrome as a way to like, uh, if I feel like I'm not doing well enough in this place, how can I do better? Um, you know, what is it that my coworkers or my teammates or whatever are doing that I feel is better than where I'm at and how can I get there? Um, you know, learning from those around me and trying to apply that to my own day-to-day work life or life in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also hear from all my coworkers, even ones who are like, like, have been running at Bungie's content for 20, 25 years, whatever. They still have imposter syndrome. And I'm like, you guys have been making like Titanic games of the games industry for so long. And you're telling me you don't feel like you know what you're doing. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, man. I always simultaneously feel like I'm an expert and I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like at the same time, like all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's wild. 
And for those mm. for those of you that don't know and don't have imposter syndrome, for those of us that do, giving us any kind of validation is a huge thing. Like it, it makes it makes a world of difference. Just today, someone I've never had a conversation with reached out to me. It was one of our engineers to compliment me on a page that I'd written about a feature and like how to, how to access it and like how to you know debug it in game. And we're like, this is one of the best things that I've ever seen written about, you know, this, this kind of thing. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, like, I, I, <laughs> like that, you have no idea how much that means to me. Like that's, I really, really appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. I had, uh, the other day I was just working on my own ambient effects content, just testing some stuff out, making some new content. And our, uh, one, a, a group of our like community team was sitting behind me who I, I don't know. I don't talk to them. Because uh, they're not a team that I generally interface with, right? And uh, one of them uh, turned over and was like, "What are you doing? That's so cool." I'm sorry for snooping, but like, you know, just like starting to ask me stuff and like complimenting my work, and I was like, "This is a lot to take in, but thank you." <laughs> I did not expect people to be uh, complimenting me on this thing that I've been staring at for 20 minutes, wondering why it looks so bad. Um, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, man, it, it makes, it's uh, like made my week, you know, like I, I'm going to feel good for literally a week because of that. So oh, it's yeah, good. I was, I was riding that high. Ooh, it was so good. <laughs> we're going we're to be careful because now we're going to have people complimenting us all the time just because we know we like it. And then uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. It's a oh, terrible yeah, problem. Make yeah. me feel yeah. awkward as all hell. Right. I'll tell you. I don't you. know how to take a compliment, but it does feel nice. <laughs> that's, that's the other problem is I don't know how to take a compliment. So yeah, I'm like, uh, thank, thanks. Uh, nice shirt. <laughs> right. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't realize how similar we are. I, I uh, mm. it's a, uh, it's, I always, I love these conversations because like, obviously every time I have somebody on here, it's, it's almost always someone that I've had some history with. And, uh, but usually I come out of it being like, oh man, like I didn't know that. Like I learned mm. so much about someone during this chat and I, I love it. Like it's, that's the thing, honestly, that, that keeps me doing this. Cause every week I'm like, mm. I know I'm going to enjoy this two hours regardless of anything else. So mm. Man, I love it. All right, next question. What's your passion in game development? Ooh, uh, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, like I mentioned previously, games has always been like super important to me. Um, and because it was something that helped me manage my Tourette's, uh, I feel like I know it's this games in general is something that is very beneficial to people all over the place um, and, and helps people, you know, live a life that they're happy with. And uh, one thing that I love about Bungie is how much effort we put into, like, inclusivity and representation and stuff, but, like, not for the sake of, like, you know, trying to meet a metric or something like that. Like, like we have characters that are just, like, who they are. We're not trying to make it a point that they are uh you know whatever it is uh and i you know i appreciate that i know that's very helpful for for people who identify with whatever it is that we're representing um and uh, along with that just like having something that means a lot to you uh can be uh make a huge difference in in your life and just how you get through your day-to-day -day stuff so having a hand in that stuff means a lot to me um just because, you know, that stuff always meant a lot to me from when I was younger. Um, 
like experiencing it. So being able to give that to other people is nice. I don't know if that answers your question at all, but no, that, that's, that's definitely something that I enjoy a lot about working in games. Also, just learning. There's always new shit to learn. Uh, the the industry's always growing, and new tech is always coming out. So getting the chance to learn new things and make cool new stuff is is always a good time. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. Like that's a uh, I there's so much about this industry that you can love, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so many parts of it. That's why I'm always, that's why I asked this question. Cause I'm curious, like what, what keeps you going? Like for me, it's problem solving. Like I, every time I boot up my computer for the day, I know there's problems that I can solve and check off a list that, that is so gratifying to me. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, like, that just, it feels good to, to do that day to day. And so like, mm-hmm. it can be the smallest of things that kind of keeps you passionate about what you're doing and doing it for so long. I missed doing it full time when I was teaching and that's, you know, obviously the reason that I, I came back to doing it, but you know, it's a, uh, it's interesting how there's so many different things that can click for each of us. And I'm, I'm always curious to hear what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think learning's probably going to be my, my main thing just because of, you know, it being a general interest of mine, but there's always new things and, and I, I can always be better at what I'm doing. And there's so much cool stuff you can do in the realm of like games in general, uh, but VFX being, or at least real time VFX being newer-ish. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of new new things to figure out, and I love that. I just thought of a new question talking to you that I'm Ooh. adding. I'm adding right now because of something that you said that made me think of this. Uh. I'm okay. I'm gonna, we'll get, I'm adding this into the end. We'll talk about this one in a minute, but just so you know, I just (laughs) thought of a new one and, and I, and I like it. All right. But next question, what's your advice to someone who's looking for their first job in the industry? Uh, I'd say, uh, to me, the, the strongest thing that you can do is, uh, be open to learning and uh, not be an ass. Uh, people Dude. I know are much happier to hire <laughs> someone who doesn't know something but is willing to learn it because they're nicer than someone who knows the thing already. Because, um, you know, no one wants to deal with an asshole every day. If you can, like, take someone who's nice to be around and make them as knowledgeable as the other person, then that's a win. Um and uh, portfolio work is uh, very important to me. Um, I mean, I'm in an art thing, so that kind of makes sense. But uh, like uh, a, a diploma says you can do a thing, but that doesn't mean you can. Like yeah. anyone can get through a degree. Yeah. Um, if you can show you know what you're doing, that's how someone's going to be able to, you know, like test the merit of, of whatever your, your word is of, of whatever you're saying you can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think those are two very important things to, to focus on, but it's also, uh, an obscene amount of luck. <laughs> it is <laughs> yep. disgusting how lucky you need to be to get, to get anywhere. Yeah, um, I agree. This job was pure luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to talk about that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but but you're right. Like it's there's so much of it that's uh, just you know right place, right time. But you've mm-hmm. got to put in the effort. You can't just sit there mm-hmm. and expect things to fall in your lap either. So yeah, like it's uh, there's definitely luck is definitely a, par- a part of it. But you've also got to do the work. Yeah. So. 
All right, here's my favorite question out of these so far. Mm. If you were born in the year 1870, what kind of job do you think you would have had? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, probably something engineering related, I'd say, or science related, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I grew up around a lot of, uh, my mom worked at a science museum, not one with like, you know, shit on the walls that you just like oogle at in a quiet room, but they have like interactive <laughs> exhibits and like, you know, they they had like animal handling and stuff like that. Like oh. when she would go to work, I was literally in a crib behind her desk like every day. Wow. Um, I fully grew up there, like met so many people uh, in, in my time, like going to and from there. Um, and it gave me a, a very strong appreciation for, for science. And uh, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, if not applied sciences, uh, re you know, researching science. I you know, I feel like that plays well into my my need to learn stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. What about twenty seventy seven? We're in Ooh. the future. Uh, I love VR yeah. so much. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, one of my personal projects, my main personal project, is VR related. Um, and I find VR fascinating. Um, so probably related to whatever the future's VR is, um, game development for, Man. for strange augmented virtual mixed, whatever reality. Man, can you imagine what that tech is going to look like in 50 years? Like, uh, I <laughs> dude, throw me in a freezer and wake me up when it comes around. I'm I'm here for that. That sounds so cool. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I'm with you yeah. on that. Like it's uh, I can't wait to see it. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully I live long enough to see 50 mm, years from hopefully now. Hopefully that doesn't turn out like flying cars where we really think it's going to happen. And here we are. <laughs> We've supposed to have had flying cars for 30 years now, right? Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Who would you recommend I have come on the show next? Uh, I know, uh, Josh said it as one of the other people, and, uh, I don't think he's been on here yet, but Eddie, you should talk to Eddie if he hasn't been here yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll hound him too. Cause I know he's already been recommended once at least. All right. Yeah. Dude mm. needs to listen, you know, get it together. Ed. <laughs> Come on. We're going to make that happen. We can't have a double recommendation without it happening. So it's going to happen. Yeah. We'll figure it out. That's good. That's the pressure, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> Don't hate me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for the question I just thought of? Yes. And I'm I, very excited. And I've got to think about how, how I want to word this question like mm -hmm. going forward. But essentially, how is the emergence of AI affecting your role in the industry? Mm. Uh... I think AI is uh, great if used uh, in a uh, ethical manner. Um, you know, like there's a lot of the, the issues of, you know, like if it's just straight up ripping people's work, because um, then you're just running into issues of like, this thing can do it way faster than a person could. Right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, you know, you could run into that issue a lot. Um, also, like, you know, if a, if a studio is utilizing it, right, like, then you run into the issue of, like, what if it stole someone's original property that's copyright protected? And you don't right. know that because it's just, like, you know, pulling from its resources. And now you got legal troubles because you're pulling this, it, you know, stuff that you shouldn't be using. Um, 
I think it's great for brainstorming and like creating ideas and stuff like that. As of right now, at least, I don't think it's going to be beneficial for like creating end products. Uh, and it's definitely still going to need to, like human involvement at some oh, point. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> like I know uh, a lot of people talked about the, uh, the like corridor digital thing that they did on, on like, they basically like made an anime thing uh, with some video and some AI stuff. I don't know. I did, I barely watched the video. Uh, but I, I do know that there was a lot of stuff that like, you know, AI still isn't getting right. Like, you know, time, timing is a little off, you know, things look a little wonky. Uh, Proportions are off. Like things get like jumbled mashed potatoes. Uh, no, I mean it's it's improving. It's better than it was like six months ago or whatever. But uh, I don't know if it'll ever get to a point. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever get to a point where it'll be able to do at least like art jobs like from yeah. scratch, or or at least not without someone at least checking it over and doing a final pass. And, and that and that's where I think the best utilization is going to be. Right, like it needs to have a human leader, right? Where mm. you're like, Hey, here's the thing that I'm trying to, to do. How do I do that? Or, or, Hey, I need this yeah. thing created. Can you create this piece for me? You know, those mm. kind of things. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine recently. I was like, imagine a world where we have a fully integrated AI into our internal systems, right? Where it, it sees our Jira, it sees our confluence, it sees our code base, right? And I could say to it, Hey, I need to implement this thing. What, how, what, what nodes should I use? How should I script this? Mm -hmm. What, what things are available to me? Or, Hey, mm -hmm. what's the current state of this thing in the open world? Right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and like having a thing to answer questions for me, instead of pinging my buddy and being like, Hey, can you step away from the thing you're engrossed in to answer this question for me? Yeah. And it has like updated information. Like that to me is the dream. Like if I've always got an AI buddy that can answer my questions, mm -hmm. that sounds awesome. I think it's also a beautiful tool for automation, um, like just making jobs easier for people yeah. or like, you know, like recurring tasks, like scheduling stuff. Like, you know, we we have to do this thing in this amount of time. Uh, this is how much each, each thing's going to cost. Can we do it? Can we not do it? Um, you know, like you can build stuff like that right now without AI. It's just right. like, you know, someone has to sit there and write it out and do all the calculations in an Excel sheet or whatever. But um, you know, having something do that work for you would be great. It would save people a lot of time because making Excel yeah. sheets sucks. I don't oh. think anyone likes doing that. No. Um, <laughs> if I could tell AI I to do it, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, I need a spreadsheet that handles X and Y. Like, oh, there, it, it's done. Mm -hmm. Like, that's. I think. Yeah. I think that's like it. It is an assistant. I think is like the mm -hmm. real dream. But that's not where it's going to stop. We're going to end up with Skynet, and everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> and like, because we can't help ourselves. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right you have completed the dev round oh man that's good, good. stuff it's good stuff I'm glad yeah. i survived you did <laughs> barely but you survived no mm -hmm. <laughs> so we got about about 20 minutes left uh we might need another episode but for now let's dig in and let, let, let's see how far we can get into your time getting that first job and kind of how, how that stuff went so i'm i'm, I'm curious when you started looking, what were you looking for? You've graduated, you've kind of situated, and you're now focused on your job search. What were you looking for, and how were you? How were you looking? Yeah. Um, so my main thing was looking for stuff that I think I could do. 
Okay. Uh, you know, I have my experience in, in game design, so I could leverage that if I if I needed to. Were you looking um, for design I, positions or were you looking for VFX? I was open to design positions because I at least had that experience of like, you know, going to school for that stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, I figured it might be a little more difficult to get VFX positions because I'm fully self-taught. Like, you know, I I got the chicken wing experiment from from the Marinowskis and then that's the extent <laughs> of my like formal training. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I figured, you know, if, if it's some place that's gonna care a little bit more about a um like a document that says like I did this thing, I know this thing, um, then I'm gonna have to look for design positions. Um so I was open to design positions, I was hoping for VFX positions, and um I was open to to QA as well, since I know like a lot of people talk about that being a uh, a good starting point. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and, and I figured, you know, having that design knowledge might help there. Of like, you know, I know some information about design, so I can, you know, test with with a design mindset uh, or or something of the sort. Um, so that was kind of my main goal. Uh, I did have a couple projects. Uh, now that I recall, uh, actually, right around the time I was graduating, um, I had a. Uh, two contract jobs. One of them was uh, to make like a little mobile game. Another one was to work with, uh, what's it called? Uh, school system um, with uh, a project for special needs education to help teaching job skills. And uh, I pitched an idea of a, a VR method of, of learning um, because a lot of the schools, the way they teach like job skills is they set up these mock-up scenarios of like, this is a grocery store job or this is a, you know, cash register job or whatever. And they, they have to like set up a mock-up version of it uh. and run through it. If you have it in VR, you know, you just put on the headset, choose the, the version you want to run. It's a lot faster, a lot more iterative. Um, and then having an option for um, desktop as well um just for people who have like sensory issues with things on their face um and other stuff like that but uh yeah that was the other job those just ended up uh never panning out one of them um the person who the the mobile game that i was uh working on uh it was intended to be for cancer patients uh because the person who was contracting me was a cancer patient oh. and they wanted something that was like fun and enjoyable but didn't require a lot of like brain power uh they were talking about how there's a thing that they really refer to as chemo brain where you're just kind of like you know it working on stuff is is a lot it takes a lot of energy especially after all your chemotherapy stuff um so they wanted something that could help people dealing with that that was just like fun to do uh and a way to pass the time in a in a part of your life that's kind of shit um but they ended up unfortunately passing away in the middle of, of working on that. Oh. And, uh, yeah, so that project wasn't able to pan out. Um, and then the school one, the special needs education one, um, it was involved in the school system. And uh, if you're not already aware, school system stuff takes forever to do anything. Uh, so sure does. It was just like <laughs> taking ages to get anything done. And I had to make money at some point. So I ended up having to get a separate job fill the gap in between um but yeah and in that time i was still applying to other places like i said design jobs vfx jobs qa jobs 
had like one big application period around that November time period that I was talking about. And I don't think I heard back from any of them. And I put out like hundreds of Dude, applications. Like November I, I is such so a much. terrible time, right? Like <laughs> in November, you've pretty much shipped what you're going to ship that year. Like, like, mm-hmm. like most of the things that are hiring are like, we're hiring earlier in the year to try and like close this thing out. Mm-hmm. Like the fall is, is rough. Like it really is yep. generally. Yeah, it was, it was pretty dookie. Uh, <laughs> I put in a lot of effort and got nothing out of it. Oh, I also uh, was talking to Remy at one point about doing VFX on, on floppy. Uh, but that I hear that's still out. available. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's been making that game for like 10 years. Like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, but I was, I was talking with, uh, with Remy about potentially working on that. But uh, I was sending information back and forth with him through Facebook. I don't really use Facebook for anything, and it seemed to be not liking any of the the files that I was trying to send back and forth. So I don't know if he ever got any of the things that he that I sent him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at some point I just didn't hear back from him, and I was like, I need money. I need a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So so then what did you do? Like you're at a point where you're like, I I need money. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I stayed in Orlando for a little bit, uh, living with Logan, as I mentioned, and that was when I was going through like my applications process and going through all that stuff. And then after a while, I was like, all right, if I don't have any jobs uh, lined up by this point, I need to sort something out. So I ended up going back to Coal Springs, where I grew up, um, and worked at a electronics repair shop like I did in, in high school and use that as my, my method of uh, consistent pay. Yeah. Um, and you gotta live. with my family to save okay. some more money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I did that as a way to, like, you know, have money to exist and then save money for whenever I have to go wherever else I want to go. Let, let, um, let's pause here for one moment because I mm-hmm. think what you did is, is, is a great thing and a lot of people need to do that, right? Especially... Mm-hmm. Getting out of school, you should think it's going to take six months to a year to to get a position realistically, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's never, not never. It's rarely going to happen that you're set up from graduation. Right. But the problem is so many people do that and then they mm. never step past it, right? Like mm. you get distracted by something else or you get comfortable in what you're doing, like when you're doing this, if you really want to make games, you've got to keep that as your focus, right? Like you've got to mm. figure out how am I going to transition from the thing that's allowing me to survive to the thing that's going to make me thrive. Mm. Yeah, and I, while I was working there, you know, like I said, saving money, just doing my thing to, to you know, get by. Um, a lot of my time outside of that was spent learning new things, improving my skills. Like, that's where I learned a lot of my VFX knowledge before I came here. Is, is in that time period uh, where I was working a job and then doing game design, like pursuing game design as my side job, basically, because um, I wanted to make that my main job. And uh, a lot of long, long days and long hours of just like, you know, trying to improve, trying to learn, trying to be better, um, and just trying to get to a point where I was confident enough in my skill to start applying elsewhere. And yeah. uh, it got to a point eventually I, w- I worked at that repair shop for like two years, a little shy of two years. And then I left uh, and I took the time to focus almost solely on improving my skills, getting the stuff I needed and just pumping out applications. 
what uh, what made you do that? Because I feel like it, it, if somebody told me, "Oh, I've I've been doing something else for two years," I would have mm-hmm. been like, "You're you're not ever going to do this, right?" Like you've yeah. you've settled into something outside of 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 making this industry work for you. Mm-hmm. In all that time, I was still working on that stuff, but I felt like I wasn't putting in enough effort, or en- I wasn't putting in the effort I needed to to get anywhere I wanted to be in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. But also on top of that, the job was exhausting. I'm not built for customer service and we got some of the rudest, shittiest oh. people at that job. Like, uh, you know, we're there, like my job was to fix people's things, right? But like, it always came out as if it was my fault their things were broken. Uh, I'm there to help you. Why are you yelling at me? Right. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, it's not man. my fault customer it's broken, service. but I'm going to try and help you fix it. Like, yeah uh yeah that job was a nightmare and it was stressing me out a lot like i loved the job aside from that i was working with some of my best friends i got to you know spend time hanging out with them and doing stupid shit all day um and you know we had a lot of broken things laying around that were broken and going in the trash so i got to smash things all the time that was great um (laughs) nice yeah but uh if it if i didn't have to deal with customers i would have been so happy continuing to do that job um it's the customers that kind of burnt me out from it and i just i couldn't do it anymore i had to leave um it was stressing me out way too much like i would come home and just not have any motivation to do any of the work that i wanted to do like you know and if i do that for long enough i'm never going to progress in in games i'm never going to have that skill that i need to get a job so i had to make a decision and my decision was to leave because i was sick of it man it's understandable because the truth is in customer service you're getting, you're only getting people that have a problem, right? Yeah. And people suck, right? Like, like just in <laughs> yeah. general, like people suck. And mm-hmm. like dealing with that side of people exclusively is exhausting. Like, so mm-hmm. I totally understand how, how you felt like that. That's not yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. That whole job though did make me kind of like reinforce the, the, like, a kind of meme idea, but also like definitely a legitimate idea of like everyone should work customer service at least once. So you Absolutely. understand how shitty it is to be on that side of the counter. So maybe you won't be that asshole. Um, <laughs> God, I hope. Like, yeah, no, I've, I was understanding before that because I just am a rather passive and try to be a nice person. Um, but uh, after that, oh man, I, I will... I will wait at a Chipotle for 45 minutes for my food uh, if I see that they're busy. Like, I don't yeah. know, like, I, yeah, my food was ready, it's supposed to be ready 45 minutes ago, but if I got nowhere to be, I'm not going to rush you. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how just being in that situation makes such a difference because the yeah. people that get super annoyed and, and, and have those interactions with you, they've never been on that side of the coin. Like, mm-hmm. it's clear yeah. that they have no idea what what mm. because you're there to help them like your your yeah. whole goal is to be like i want to help you fix your problem why are mm. you mad at me right. yeah oh and i dealt with people like threatening us and stuff oh. and, like not even like both like personally and like the business and i'm like a if you're threatening the business why do i give a shit i'm just an employee <laughs> right you, you think you're gonna <laughs> shut the business down cool yeah. go for it have fun <laughs> You're threatening me. I'll call the cops. Like, <laughs> just go leave, please. I don't want to deal with you. I'll never shop here again. Okay. Yeah. Thank like, you. I, all right. That's exactly I don't want to see what you. I wanted yeah. to hear from you. Right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so, so you now have this desire to kind of, of 
refocus and get back in, what, what did that mean for you? Did you, you said you left that job. Yep. What, what did you do kind of to push yourself toward the reentry? Uh, I spent a lot of time, uh, finding out like, okay, these are the tools and, uh, I guess like techniques and stuff that seem to be important for a VFX artist. So you're now all VFX. Like you're, you're like, I'm going to do this, but it's going to be VFX now. Yeah. That was my main focus is like, you know, I've already put in a bunch of time doing not VFX. Um, like if I get a job in not VFX, cool, I'll still go for that but I would really prefer VFX at that point. Okay. Um, and so, like, I learned, like, you know, Maya is very important, you know, learning how to model, uh, you know, learning texture creation and material creation. So I spent some time learning substance. Uh, you know, I, I just figured out, like, what are the things that are showing up on all of these um, job applications that, like, if I know them, that's giving me a leg up. Uh so did you look for what tools they I were using? These things. You're like, that? did you like look for what the jobs were looking for tools wise and then learn those tools? Yeah, not specifically like, oh, this job's looking for this. So let me go learn this to do this application. It was like, this is what seems to be a trend across yeah, all of these. Yeah, yeah. So these are probably the things that I should focus on. Or even just general concepts. Like one would say, learn Maya. One would say, learn 3ds Max. One would say, learn, uh, you know, ZBrush or whatever. Like uh, the overarching connection is you know i need to learn modeling so let me learn modeling um so i tried to take that information and drill into learning those things and uh you know even if i can't do a great job with those things uh at the bare minimum i can show i'm willing to put in the time and effort to learn those things uh for for a job um so like one of the one of the things that I thought was a good idea is a, a project that showcased a lot of the things that I was looking for. So like right before my major application wave that I was doing around that time, I decided, all right, I need to do something that covers all these bases or at least most of these bases. Um so I decided to make a model of the plasma cutter from Dead Space from scratch. Uh I made the the model in Maya, I made all the materials and stuff in Substance Designer, I applied the materials the substances to the model in substance painter took all those files and brought them into unity and then made all the you know stuff in unity to to render it out um all the different like packed textures and stuff like that to get like you know ambient occlusion normals you know like figuring out like all the things that i would probably need to know for a vfx artist to make a product from beginning to end and uh i wanted that to be a project so that okay. was, I think, the last project that I did on my portfolio before before my job here. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of my goal around that time is like learn as much as I can, apply it all, get it on uh, my portfolio, and then just start pumping pumping applications out. Nice. If you were doing that today, what what tools would you suggest that people focus on for? the vfx side of things honestly yeah. the things that i did yeah <laughs> uh, still the same maya was yeah uh maya i mean we here we use max we also have the option of maya wait Our does max still exist built... i thought i thought that was i hate it so much i thought I they combined every... years ago like is that like so adobe not adobe Ad- autodesk, autodesk bought yeah 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 okay yeah. right but they're still separate they are okay um, i haven't yeah. seen max in years 
it makes me want to vomit violently every time I open it. I hate Max so is, much. Is um, Max st so back back when they were separate? My impression was that Max was better for like like uh, terrain generation or like static type stuff, and Maya was better for animation. Is that still true? Like, was that ever I true? Have like, I <laughs> no idea. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know. So it seems like Max's strength is like a non-destructive workflow. Okay. So you get like a stack of parameters and modifiers that you can apply. And at any point you can go back to an earlier point in the stack and change it. And then it, that change will propagate down your okay. stack. Okay. So you can, you know, go back and change things in your history of your, your model that you're working on. Um, well, I, I know Maya has history of like what things you've done to each thing, but I don't know if it works in the same way. Um, like I get the strength of Max and honestly, the thing that I hate about it is I don't know how to use it. Like it's the same reason <laughs> I hated Maya when I first started using it. Like if I take more time to learn it, I'm sure I'll be fine. And I've learned it a couple times since I started here, but I don't use it often enough to remember how to use it. So every time I go back to it, I forget and I hate it again. Um, but yeah. I can see the strength and the value in that compared to Maya. Um, but, like, I also run into the fact of, like, I just want to, like, divide this mesh in half. Like, how? why is it so hard to just cut this mesh? Like, <laughs> I don't know where the tools are. I don't know how they work. I can't do, like, the simplest things. Um, yeah, ooh, I have such a headache with that program. Oh, man. Have you used Houdini at all? I've not, and that was one of those programs that I really wanted to learn before starting here. Um, we don't really use it here. Like, we have access to it, but uh, I know, we just don't use it a ton. I do know someone just did an exploration with Houdini stuff uh, a couple months ago, um, and we're all interested in it. We just don't use it ever. Our, our, um, our team cool, should though. talk. Like, uh, like our, yeah. you know, like we... Uh, we we use Houdini a lot, and it is mm. a really really powerful tool. Are you guys a Sony team? Yeah, yeah, we're we're oh, on the same team, bro. That means we can talk. talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna talk. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Houdini does a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I wanted to learn it before coming here, and I just wanted to get that first like plasma cutter project out the door. And if I got nothing out of that, Houdini was next on the on the list. That and uh, popcorn effects was another one. I think yeah. I might be wearing my popcorn shirt today. I don't know. Nice. Uh, I met them at uh, at GDC, and uh, I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to learn so much more of this, and then I never touched it. <laughs> That's the dream, though, right? Like, you're like, I've got a thing that I, that I, I when I have time, I'm going to do it, so it keeps mm. me motivated and thinking about it, but yeah. I'm going to do the thing I have to do every day, so. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think for VFX, at least, if, if people are interested in VFX, some modeling software, whatever modeling software you want to use, uh, preferably one that's popular, but like, you know, plenty of people use Blender and Blender applies elsewhere as well. Yeah. And it's free. Yep. Maya is obscenely expensive. I only used it because I have my student license. Right. Um, yeah. Max works great. Uh, but yeah. And then um, for VFX, like knowing shaders, like shader graphs or shader programming, I not only know node-based shader editing, but I also know HLSL. Um, cause that's how, well, up until recently, that's how you made shaders in unity, which is what I mainly worked in. Now they have a shader graph. Um, and then, 
yeah, just like knowing how to make materials and, and combine them and, and apply them to stuff in, in engine. Um, making sure you know how to do stuff in real time because real time and, and uh, pre-rendered are very different. Um, yeah. Like you do a lot of the same <laughs> stuff, but you know, you have to make things look good on a budget <laughs> with, with real time. That's a really good way to say that. Like it's uh, yeah. <laughs> when you're pre-rendered, the world's your oyster, man. Like you can yeah. you can load it up with whatever you want, but yeah. now with so much of our cinematics being in in engine, mm-hmm. like it's uh it's definitely much more of a of a balance, you know, as far as like how we're going to spend those resources. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth learning a little bit. Like you don't have to know the specifics of like how costly is this one specific thing. Like how many milliseconds is it going to take to render? Like I don't know that shit, and I make things all the time at work. <laughs> Um, but um, yeah like at least having an understanding of like what makes something expensive you know like what is overdraw like what is how how many you know processes uh, does this thing like is this an expensive thing because it's like a grayscale value versus an RGB value like there's three more channels or two more channels there so you know there's there's three times the amount of information being passed along um, stuff like that, like yeah. just understanding the the basics of like how can you make things a little bit cheaper, even if you don't know the specific values of of what's making it expensive, um, can go a long way. And then VFX um, is also really important on like timing, motion. Like if you have an understanding of animation, that's really good. You don't have to; you can learn that. Um, color theory is important i am so lost with color theory i try my hardest but i just i can't make heads or tails of it i'm colorblind um, so i don't <laughs> oh yeah that, that'll do it I ha- actually one of my coworkers that was a coworker. they don't work here anymore but they were colorblind and they they did wild shit where they like knew the rgb value like what color that was like so oh, they would do they had to do it like, by I know 0. 0.25, 0. Oh. 0.3, 0.7 is magenta or whatever. Wow. And I was like, you're a madman. I That's don't know how insane. you're doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have so many wild brainiac coworkers that oh. do like, I have another coworker that can do like vector math off the dome and like know exactly when they've like made mistakes and like fix their mistakes. Like, like don't have to write anything down. Like complex math of like, oh. hey, I need this thing to face this other thing. While it's also moving, like, what's what's the formula for that? And they'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's this. Actually, you need to invert this value because if you don't, it's going to be looking the opposite way. It's like, ah, you, I don't know how you are such a machine, but that's insane. That So for me, that would be a whole page. I need to go back and reference every single time. so many notes <laughs> yeah. of, like, these are, like, the most <laughs> basic, simple things that I do all the time, and I can't remember them. Dude, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I document everything because I know I need to remember how to do it. (laughs) My favorite thing is like I have we have our own little personal folders in our in our file structure, uh, at least on our on our personal machines. So you can put stuff in there and you don't have to worry about it breaking the depot because it's never going to go anywhere. Um, So I can do whatever wild experiments I want. So like things that I use all the time, I just throw them in there. And like whenever I need them, I pull them out. Nice. Yeah, because oh. if I didn't do that, I'd spend 45 minutes every time I try and do it, trying to remember how to do it again. Absolutely. Every time. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, every time. Oh, dude. All right. So, we, we've run out of time. So oh, uh, I told you I rambled yeah. a lot. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, didn't, you haven't rambled at all. And this has been absolutely great. And actually, in the last five minutes or so, 
you've said some stuff that is incredibly insightful and like talks about the difference between someone who is in the industry and iterating and learning and like the, like the way we think about things now is so different than people who are learning for the first time. And like mm-hmm. the way you describe some things over the last few minutes, like shows that difference. And I think people that are interested in learning about it are going to see how we think a little differently once we've been mm-hmm. doing this a while, super valuable stuff. This has been really, mm-hmm. really good. I'm super, super happy about how it's gone so far. How do you feel about coming back to talk more about the rest I of your would time? Love to. Awesome. Uh, I always stress about this stuff. I'm like, oh man, I'm not that great at you know public speaking. I don't know how I'm going to manage. And then I always end up just like getting into a flow of just like not shutting up yeah, no, <laughs> and dude. enjoying myself for whatever reason. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to come back and I would do this as many times as you'd like. Awesome. Well, then we're definitely going to schedule the next one. Uh, like that's that's absolutely going to happen. But man, this has been great. I'm going to jump off here, say my goodbyes. You and I will connect and figure out when the next opportunity is for you to come back on. But this has been great, and I really appreciate you joining us. Yeah, of course. Love to be in here. Awesome. Cool, man. I will talk to you soon, and uh, have a good rest of your night. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. You too. Later. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications below so you'll know when new episodes are ready. If you're interested in the audio version of the podcast, I've got links for that in the show notes for you. And if you want to join us live and get your own questions answered, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Have a good week and we'll see you soon. The truth is, you when we're, when we're making games or thinking about making games and whatever, we everything we do can lean into it, right? Like no matter what you're doing, you can be thinking about how, how will this help me do one aspect of that? And it's not always, it's not always clear up front, like what your involvement in games should be either. No, hundred percent. I mean, when I first started, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And eventually because I started to, to care a lot about the people that I was involved with and caring about the team, I started to fall into these managerial type roles, right? I ran the entire event for the entire, you know, the, the the gaming side of the comic conventions that we did i you know i went myself all the way up to a store manager um at gamestop right dealing with all of those bells and whistles right so being a team leader and a manager is just literally something that's like in my 